right, you lovely people, and we are back. Um, I've got my best friend, <laughs> Anna. She just people. So we decided we literally got all set up with this podcast, and there it goes again. And there are fucking people out here. Like the second we plugged in this mic, we heard, and it was the fucking lawnmower. And now everyone and their mom is out here in their yee yee fucking trucks. Oh, by the way, I'm back in Port Arthur visiting her. Um, but um. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited that you decided to do this with me. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. A lot of people have chimed in, too, that they're excited for this episode because we're kind of going to touch. First of all, I'm going to bring out what we call Brian (laughs) and kind of explain to you guys what the fuck that is. But we're probably going to be all over the map here, so please just bear with us. But we met about, disgustingly to say, 10 years ago. And I say disgusting because that means 2013 was 10 years ago. Um, I believe that it was 2013. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, because we had just gotten to college, and she came in with this gorgeous hair, afro, curly. I was like, oh, my God, who is that? I want to be your friend. And then really pretty much the rest is history. Um, about maybe three years ago, we were um, talking about, like, how we had the same brain, same thoughts. And I typed Brian instead of brain, B-R-I-A-N. And so now we just it's, – it's Brian. <laughs> we definitely have Brian. It's... How would you explain – how would you describe? So <laughs> – Sometimes we won't have talked all day, and then we will type the same thing to each other. Literally verbatim the same fucking... It's fucking creepy. And then we send it at the same time, and we're like, Brian! You're like, whoa! <laughs> like, this fucking waves just go through the earth, and everyone's like, what was that? It was us. It was us. It's Brian. We caused the shockwave in the universe. It was us. But pretty much, I mean, I don't even need to go into how we met, because I really don't even remember too much of... It's just, I feel like... The second we saw each other, it was like a magnet just blink. Yeah, best friends. And yeah. those those cockroach magnets though that go <laughs> the <laughs> those are that's us. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> magnets. <laughs> Never heard cockroach. of that. You know, I thought that's what it was called. No, like the you, the big round ones. Like yeah, that when you click, they go. Drrr. Yeah, no, I've never heard of called. Cockroach. Fuck me, I thought they were cockroach. <laughs> I love that. I thought that's what they were. Could this g- fucking weed eater go any slower? I I hope you guys don't hear it, but fuck me. We also have this thing that if something's on in the background that was like unexpected, we go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Oh my God. But pretty much, um, yeah. So I do want to just kind of jump right into it. And again, like I tell all of my people that I'm bringing on the show, everything that we talk about, it's we've are it's already done we're good we may have a tiny scar from it but it's nothing that we will be we're not rehashing anything no we're not going to reopen the wound or anything by talking and, about it. yeah and not that it's even like a wound anymore i feel like we've both healed from a lot of shit that we've gone through together and separately yeah absolutely yeah and i put this on my instagram and a lot of people were commenting on it like oh my god me too me too me too which first of all makes me feel amazing because i feel like just in general people want to know that you're not alone. You're not going through this shit or, or that happened to me. You know, it's not personal. It's just the way of the fucking beast and people fucking suck. But also the people that don't suck are just going through some fucking shit. And sometimes I need to go. So all this to bring up and to go into and say that I feel like it was probably whenever me and you like dispersed, I guess a good way to call it was like right when COVID was starting. 2019. Yeah. The end of it. That's fucking weird, too, because I feel like 2019 was last year. Yeah, it was it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it. Yeah. Well, and so much has happened since then. So for sure. But. okay, sorry, y'all just glitch in the Matrix. I thought my mic turned off for a second, but pretty much we 
and I, this is kind of TMI, but I remember when you first texted me, so it was right after your wedding or not right after your wedding, but we had moved into a house in Port Arthur and like my whole, our whole relationship, I had lived in Orange, you'd lived in Port Nature's area. And I was like, man, one day I'm going to live next to you and whatever, we're going to be close. And like the second I did, we were like, we're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> we're breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, cool. So I was in my new house. I was in the bathroom <laughs> and I remember texting her about something and I think it was like the COVID stuff and I kept she was a little bit more worried about it than I was at the, at the start um I, I got of course worried about it later on as it progressed but in the beginning I was like fuck it I'm not afraid of it you know whatever which probably shouldn't have been like that but she messaged me and she I kept she kept blowing me off and like I didn't want to hang out and I was like what's going on so I finally was like hey what the fuck's happening and then you just kind of laid it all on the table and you're like look I don't I don't want this anymore yeah it was there was a lot going on. I had just gotten married and I was trying to figure out like, what does being a wife actually mean? And I was also trying to transition transition into a new career that I thought I wanted and ended up not wanting. And it was, what was that again? The tattoo apprenticeship. Oh, fuck yeah. So I, I was working that. my full-time job and then going to that until 10 o'clock at night, waking up doing it. So it was a lot. And whenever I get overwhelmed, I seclude. i don't talk to anybody. I stay to myself and I don't do anything. Talk Very much turn into a hermit, like internalize everything. Yeah. And at that time, there was a lot that you needed to process. And um, I guess at that time I was your person. I don't want to assume that I was your person. Well, but. yeah, you were and you still are. I mean, you yeah. never were not. But yeah. Right. And I felt very overwhelmed by that as well. Like, I want to help you, but I feel like I don't have the capacity to help you didn't have the words to say that back then so I was like fuck off yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we weren't we were not in therapy we were not doing what the things that we needed to do to heal ourselves so I mean and that kind of ties into what I've said my whole life is if you don't fix what hurts you you bleed on people who did not cut you yeah absolutely hurt people hurt people a hundred percent and I that actually has brought a lot of healing from me and my mother mm -hmm. because generational curses are a def a, a huge thing and that motherfucker is coming closer to us with this leaf <laughs> how many tools does he have <laughs> Not even that big of a fucking yard. Jesus. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry, guys. We're I'm telling y'all, we're going to be all over the map today. But pretty much, I already know, you know, the ins and outs of why you did what you did. We're already over it. But like in those moments when we were not together, I mean, I know how I was feeling, but how were, how was that for you? Like, how did it feel during all of it? I mean, we both went through some massive changes in that short period. I think we went two years without talking to each other. Yeah, that was uh, that's a great question because I expected to feel lighter and like that was one less thing off my plate, but it really wasn't. I was like, man, I fucking miss her. But I did the initiating of the breakup. So like so I felt awkward to yeah. come back. Like if I come back to you, I'm like, expect you to forgive me for what I felt was unforgivable. You know? That's why I had to say that you probably felt like if the situation was flipped and I yeah. was to come back to you to be like, fuck you, no. Absolutely. And that <laughs> ties into what I'll get into later about like leave them before they leave you. Mm -hmm. But I felt like that was the end all be all for anybody that, you know, yeah. I feel that way. So everybody probably feels that way. Yeah. And there were so many times where I was like, a couple things have calmed down now. Like, I'm fine and I probably shouldn't have done that. But I did. <laughs> Looking back like, ooh. Yeah, that was a really harsh step. That was a permanent salute. What I felt was a permanent solution to a temporary problem. I love that saying. I say it all the time. 
Yeah. And um, I'm glad that you are the kind of person that I can come back to and be like, look, let me explain why I did that. You have every right not to forgive me, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> See, and I'm very much the type of person, too, and there's a TikTok sound going on right now that, is, and God, I'm such a millennial. I'm like, yeah, it's a TikTok sound. But <laughs> they, it's like um, the person where he's like, so you're apologizing. And he goes, yes. He's like, I'm sorry. And he goes, okay, I don't forgive you. You know what I'm talking about? I haven't heard that one. Oh, my God. Okay. It's awesome. But it's basically like a narcissist coming back and saying, like, I'm sorry, but only knowing that if I say I'm sorry, she'll come back. It's yeah. not they're actually genuinely apologetic. It's just like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Like a kid apologizing for something that his mom's making him apologize for. Yes. And it's like, I'm going to do that shit fucking again. I'm going to do it again. I feel like that was not the case with you. So I feel like if someone was to come to me after they burnt me, whatever the case could have been, big or small if I can feel some kind of genuine apology and fuck everybody else's opinion about it, because I did, I did speak. I'm very external processor. I have to talk out my feelings with whoever will listen. I typically try to go to people that I know will hear me and not just give me the outside opinion, you know, like try to see both sides of the story, which was mostly Kyle. Um, but even he was like, maybe, you know, that's rough. That's harsh. I'm sorry, but he's really good at playing devil's advocate too. And he was like, Maybe she's just going through some shit. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I mean, I went through the motions. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, she's going through shit. But like, I'm her person. Why? You know, but I also was not a healed person either. And I was very, I very much was putting a bunch of shit on you that not that I was help making, like, not that I was expecting you to fix my shit, but I didn't see that where if just because you have a person that you can go to about, you still need to respect and ask art, which we are really good at are you in the headspace to listen to me right now? Because I feel like if you're not, it's just going to, it's just going to cause friction. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to backtrack a little bit when we did start talking again, we had like sent each other a meme or something and we just picked back up. It was very gradual from yeah. the start. Yeah. And at one point when we had started like talking every day again, you were like, listen, I got to talk about something like, can we talk about what happened? Like, yeah. I don't want to be hurt again. And I'm not saying you're going to hurt me again, but what was that? I put it in my on the journal, I think, too. Yeah. Um, and when we started back up was your neighbor's house burned down. And I saw it on Facebook. And that's when I was really big in my church and uh, in Beaumont. And I was like, oh, we have a Facebook page where we can, you know, make meals for these people, drop off clothes, whatever they need. So we ended up cooking some meals for them because they were quite literally homeless. Um, and you actually had posted something on Facebook and was like, hey, I'm helping my neighbors out. So, money, yeah. yeah. So we had came over to your house. And I think that was the first time I'd actually like, saw you in person over two years. God, I was nervous as hell. You know, I know. Like, I'm almost there and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally was like telling Kyle, I was like, he, I remember him asking me like, have y'all talked? I was like, really? No. And I think too, I remember being at Mellow Mushroom. That's so weird how your brain like, I guess remembers things like that. Categorizes. Yeah. Like with sights, you know, like if you're like, oh, I don't know that smell, but I know I have a, a memory attached to that smell. You know what I mean? Well, you had messaged me probably a year before your neighbor's house burnt down and you were like, oh, by the way, um, like out of the blue, you're like, I'm a tattoo artist, uh, apprenticeship, come support me. And I was like, how fucking dare you? I was like, that's what I, I remember saying to you. I was like, you know what? No offense. I'm proud of you. I'm happy you're doing what you want. I was like, but you literally cut me off and then you're wanting me to support you. I was like, how is that tying in? And then to my surprise, because I thought you were either going to leave me on, and not that I have this little respect for you, but like, I thought you were going to leave me on red or just be like, uh, yeah, sorry. Fuck it. No, you were straight up like, I get that. You know, I think you were already in the process of trying to like olive branch. Yeah. And that I, at that point, 
I'm not going to say that I was better at that point, but I had been in therapy for a little bit. That is one of the first things I brought up to my therapist because I was like, how do I fix this? <laughs> um, I backed up. And um, she helped me realize like, okay, just because you messed up doesn't mean that you can't make amends. And And even if the other person, like even if I was not who I was and I didn't receive that, forgiveness is not for the other person. I right. really want to get that clear because you – not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and hoping they die. Right. I mean, that's absolutely. I agree. Um, Brain fart. <laughs> yeah. I, forgot what I was going to say I had a point. Uh, You're talking to your parent and just because you fuck up doesn't mean you can't make amends. That right. And she had told me basically what you just said, like, try, just yeah. say anything. Take the first step. Yes. And be genuine. And that's what I tried to do. I don't remember exactly what I told you at that point, but with that text, I had been texting everybody because with an apprenticeship, nobody knows who you are, yeah. you know? And I remember you had been on that list. And right after I sent it, I was like, mm, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Fuck. And so I can imagine my reply was probably, okay, yes, I'm very sorry. That was out of pocket. That was right. not the intention or anything. Um, and I don't think either, like, before that moment in the, that was probably, I don't, I'm horrible at math. How long ago was 2019? 20, 20, like four years ago. Mm -hmm. So minus 10, that was probably six. In the six years we had known each other up until that point, we have never fought yeah. ever. we never even had like a, I'm mad at her moment. So it was the anxiety it was giving me to stand up and be like, no, you pissed me off. I was like almost in tears because I mean, obviously I still loved you and I knew you still loved me. You were just going through some shit, but like that was so, hello, sir, can I help you? <laughs> Take off already, damn. <laughs> this guy at the stop sign was like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> he was staring like shit. Uh, anyway, but pretty much, and I don't want to rehash it again, but like, I feel like a lot of people have gone through this and it, and people did kind of come to me like, are you, are y'all friends again? Like what the hell? Didn't she hurt you? And I'm like, don't look at me in the face and tell me that you've never had someone and I feel like it's more common, unfortunately, in family. I feel like a lot of people have, like, cousins, brothers, mothers, specifically, and fathers that will try to come back and be like, I'm sorry. And people are like, well, she's my mom. I got to forgive her. That's how it was. You're my person. People, I mean, we fucking get it, you know? And like you said, I was not lost without you. I am my own person. But not having a person really fucking sucked. So, like, what was I going to do? Not forgive you because you were hurting? Like, that would have been the worst thing I could have done to you. Right. Um, one thing when you did stand up to me and you were like, yeah, that's not okay. I was so strangely proud of you. <laughs> oh, I know. And it, that sounds so fucked up, but like through our friendship, it's been like, know your worth. Stand up yeah. for yourself. Still to this day, we were talking about this yeah. in the car earlier. And when you did that, I was like, yes, like <laughs> my bitch, <laughs> my baby's growing up. And, um, I wanted to tell you at that point, but <laughs> like, I'm so proud of you for <laughs> I'd be like, uh, fuck you again. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is this conversation? But but I get it, man. And I've I've done it to people. I mean, hell, I I still have people on my list that keep me up at night, quite literally. Or like, you know, like when I was serving, <laughs> I would be in a shower and be like, fuck. Like at the end of my shift, three hours after my shift were over, be like, I didn't bring ketchup to table three. <laughs> <laughs> they hate you forever. They, they, yeah. Well, I think of shit and I'm like, that one time in eighth grade, whenever that one girl was standing by my locker and I was really rude to her, I never said I'm sorry. And in reality, she has forgotten all about me. But, like, right. it's just the type of person that we are. But, like, when I did, I don't think we actually ever had our amends until right before Montana, actually. Yeah. It was 
probably a few when we planned to go to Montana. Yeah, like, and Montana was so sporadic. I literally was on my friend's couch and I was like, oh, round trip to Montana is super cheap. And I was like, who would go with me? And I remember texting you and you were like, do let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It was just, it, it ended up being like the most amazing experience. Like, of my fucking life. If we hadn't made those amends, though, it I don't want to say it would have been an awkward trip, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't been, have as been as great. powerful. Right. Yeah. And when we were going through that whole process, I'm glad you said what you said about mothers, because in my entire life, it was like, if I fucked up, that was it. And I don't want to say that my mom's like an unforgiving person or anything, right, right, but right. It, I perceived it that way. Yeah. And I had fucked up with you. And I was like, mm, okay, well... That's it. She's leaving me. And even if I... You decided my fate for me. You decided my mind for me. Exactly. And even if I do apologize, like, yes, I will have apologized. I will have done my side of it. I will have done everything I could. You're still not coming back to me. That's what I was thinking the whole time, or I would have done it way earlier. If I had known, you would have been like, okay, yes, you hurt me, but let's fix it. You know, and not everyone's like that. Yeah, of course. But I mean... It's worth trying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you never, you miss a hundred, that's so cheesy, but like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. Michael Scott. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Michael Scott. (laughs) But, but seriously, and it's so true. And I remember like it came out of the blue because we had already kind of touched on it where we were like, okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Whatever. We just, you know, whatever you're going through. I get it. First of all, to not backtrack, but kind of like preface this next little topic is therapy I've always believed in, but never really thought that it would help me because I'm very much a person of like, if it helps you fucking do it, not for me, but maybe for you. That's how I kind of had a, you know, connotation on therapy. But I don't, I didn't realize how much it actually like helped you because you are the same person, but different. I mean, without saying you're a completely different person, you you are, you're better a hundred percent. And there's just things that I can see like, internally in you too when you're processing something that you would have taken completely different a a couple years ago absolutely and I don't ever believe (laughs) truly me the people that are like my therapist helped me so much it's less about what the therapist says to you because they're not going to give you the magic key that fixes all your problems no but they get it out of you the parts that you didn't even think were in there yes like she'll say things and I make connections I'm like oh Oh, she's like, have you ever thought about how those two things correlate? And I'm like, because she's an unbiased, she's just, she knows how the brain works. And she's like, you talk and I'll see if I can help you out. Exactly. And that's exactly what it was. And also you give me things that she says that (laughs) help me. I'm like free therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, really, it's just, it's just tools that they give you like, okay, before you make a decision on how you feel on something, process it. And it's so hard to find those tools on your own, especially when you're going through some shit. That you're an easy tool. That you're like, hello, am I just dead? Like, well, did I not realize I'm fucking stupid? Why like, am I not wired to actually think this way? Yeah. This is so well, and I feel like it's easy too, whenever we're talking to each other, because you've said so many times, you're like, how did you just read me like that? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I can't read myself like that though. Like, you even get, if I try. You get so wrapped up in your own emotions about a situation that you can't see it for what it actually is. Oh, yeah. And my emotions are fucking huge. <laughs> it's hard. It's your brain so is hard. so loud. And they kind of help you, like, you've said it in a, a past episode where your brain is just like a tangle of yarn. and it's a clusterfuck. They, <laughs> yes, they just, like, untangle it a little bit and lay it out for you. Like, eh, you see that? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> now you continue to untangle that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it loosens it up so that you can untangle it on your own and reflect and think about the things that you previously were repressing or just not thinking about on purpose well and you've had speaking of like repression um well and to kind of continue the thought again off topic but to continue the thought that i had earlier of yeah we know you're done you're done (laughs) 
but we to continue that topic is when when people were like when we had our what you called a blue candle conversation yes so kind of explain the blue candle before I get into that yeah so following some spirituality like Pinterest's and different podcasts about it and stuff there was um one that I came across I was like I want to do that it was um if you need to make amends with somebody or apologize, you light a blue candle. And then I don't remember what the blue signified. Some kind of healing or something. Yeah, it was like openness or something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. And so I had said to you, one day when we're together, I want to light a blue candle and I want to go hash everything out. And then I, and that was it. <laughs> I started crying and I was like, ah, she just sent me a blue candle emoji. <laughs> I'm just going to do it now. No, you sent it. I, oh, yeah. That's right. I was like, you let's said, do it. Oh, let's um, light this, baby. You said, oh, um, fuck. And then you said the blue candle emoji. I was like, that works. <laughs> And to kind of, you know, touch on that for a little bit, Hannah, again, like I've said multiple times, so many of my friends are so completely different. And I love that. And again, if I was to get all of y'all in a room, I have no doubt that all of y'all would love each other. But I would not assume that y'all would meet on y'all's own, if that makes sense, because y'all are so different. But I love each of y'all and I love all the qualities that y'all have that are different because I'm a chameleon. I'm I'm not a fake person, but I have a lot of different sides to me. Yeah, I'm very much a Christian. I've already said that. You were very much a holistic, like, um, I mean, people say witch. You're not, right. you're not like a witch. I mean, no, no, you're not hocus pocus or anything. more about spirituality and yeah. I don't follow a religion. Right, sure. exactly. And you follow more of like the, the nature elements and things like that, which I fucking love because I'm a hippie and I adore <laughs> that. And the only thing that I think separates us is that I believe that God created it and you just think that the universe, right? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's a similarity, but we had our little blue candle talk via Snapchat. <laughs> and I remember. <laughs> the only way to do it. Yeah. Well, and it's so weird because I've had your number for like 11 years now and Get we. No, <laughs> I lost my Snapchat for a minute and I texted her and I was like, ew. <laughs> yeah, this is too personal. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to text you. That's fucking weird. Also, I can't tell when you've opened it and if you hate me or not. If, you right. just leave me alone. <laughs> if she doesn't text me back, I'm like, just tell me you fucking hate me. Come between my toes. <laughs> I just don't want to talk to you anymore. But we had our little moment and I remember saying... <laughs> on the couch and like tears were just coming down my mm-hmm. face and we were just typing like 90 to nothing i mean my little bubble was going her bubble was going and then of course we would say the same thing at the same time and kyle was like yo are you good <laughs> what the fuck is going on over there <laughs> he was like do, do i need you want he like like glitched tried to come and hug me and i was like don't touch me i was like i'm just going i'm i'm going through a blue candle moment <laughs> I'm just, you know, whatever. And I remember you like sent me a Snapchat of you crying and laughing at the same time. And I was like, people probably think we're the most psychotic fucking people. I thought we were the most psychotic people. (laughs) You know what? I love it though. I love the psychotic. Right after it, it's like nothing happened. We were like good. There was no tension like, okay, this is nice, but are we going to talk about it? Well, and it's almost like I already knew, but it's nice to have it said. And you had told me, you were like, I've already forgiven you, but the fact that you said these things to me and apologize genuinely means the world because it takes a lot and i and i know that it takes a lot because it's hard for me to do that to some people it's really hard even in relationships like intimate and friendships any relationship ever i mean even god with my mother with my father with my sisters it's fucking hard to be like you know what i fucked up and i'm really really sorry and i do it in my work too because i'm like i don't and i think that goes into our and if you believe in zodiacs our zodiac sign and like our just way of personality is perfection no less yeah no less than perfection and if i fucked up then i'm done for life nobody's then ever gonna slip my throat and throw me in a ditch yeah. yeah yeah i'm fucking I'm ruined <laughs> that is so true um and i'm sorry you guys i was listening to a couple of my old 
podcast episodes, and I'm like, my lab. I'm just like, I feel I like I'm going to steal your voice, Ursula, coming out. <laughs> but all of that, too, to say that therapy helped you in the reason to, again, like you said, kind of get into the fact that why that you were like, I'm going to hurt her before she hurts me or like, or I'm going to cut it off before she cuts me off. I feel like, and again, this has already been healed, but therapy really helped you with this. And again, reflection is so, so, so important. People think that they don't want to, it's backtracking. It's not. You, you have to heal those parts of yourself. You're never going to go forward. And what we were just talking about before we started this podcast is, and fuck, it's, it's escaping me again, but we were talking about something along the lines of like being open-minded enough to say like, I'm changing, not just that's who I am. Do you remember what we were talking? I don't remember how that went but the conversation was really good we were saying it's really important in life to be who you are yes but if you see that it is hurting other people say yeah okay i did mean what i said but Stand, that's what it was yeah. standing by what you said but acknowledging the fact that it may not be for everyone and you probably hurt it's people and that's i'm kind of a contradictory on that because i'm like eh, i said what i said how you took is not my problem but if if we're talking about relationships and like people you care about yeah people that you truly care about and you're like i probably shouldn't have said that to them that probably was really hurtful and it's like not saying oh i take it back i take it back no stand by what you said if that's how you feel mm -hmm. but acknowledge that i just told you that fucking hurt me you know like yeah and saying okay Though I meant what I said, how can I say it differently? Growth. How can I yes. grow from this? Or how can, you know, what what about it hurt your feelings? And how can I avoid it next time? Yes. That, you and that's to, so fucking simple. Yeah, you don't have to change everything you are because one person is mad about it. You just educate yourself. Yeah. Stay open-minded enough yeah. to not hurt them. To not do that anymore. Yeah. Well, and it was so hard, too. We both, we, we both have... Um, a little bit of mommy issues, mm -hmm. um, both very much different, but yours came from the fact of like, so I'm not, it's not my story. I'm not going to tell it, but to preface it a little bit, you were very young. Uh, you were living in that house actually, whenever I met you and I was like, this girl has a house by herself. She's 18 or like how old you were. And she, I realized that her mom straight up just was like, Hey, I got married. Bye. Yeah. So I was 17. Um, when my, oh shit! Yeah, well, I was okay. So the divorce like took a few years. It's not always just cut and right. dried, done. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was finalized when I was seventeen, I think. And, and divorced parents is so hard. I mean, I don't right. remember my parents' divorce because I was very young. But growing up with divorce, any kind of separation of yeah. parentals, it's fucking hard. Especially when it happens. Like, when you're really, really young, that's kind of how you grow up and you learn, like, okay, this is it's life. It's your life, yeah, yeah. But whenever you grow up a certain way and then it's ripped out from underneath you yeah. in such a developmental time for a person, that's yes. rough. That's what I was going to say. At 17, like, you think you're grown up and you think you're done knowing who you are. Right. But And then everyone's like, ha-ha, fuck you, watch this. Right. And I... I through therapy found out that's where my abandonment issues started because at 17 my dad had already moved out because he found his own place through the divorce my mom lived with me in the house that i grew up in and then she got a boyfriend and moved in with him so i'm in this three bedroom two bathroom house by myself at 17 still waking up going to high school and i'm like man i'm a full-grown adult now i can do what i want i got a whole house but it was i have a whole house to take care of and I have to find my own groceries and I have to do all this, but I got to go to school. What the, who, hello? When you don't, <laughs> what's happening? You don't have anyone there. I mean, and like thinking back to my 17 year old self, I'd be like, I would fucking love that. But then you get it and you're like, this is hard. What do I do? Yes. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? And think, I mean, 
I had Logan. He moved in with me, and he was a year older than me. He was already graduated, so, like... Your husband, Logan? Yeah, he's my husband now. He was my boyfriend at the time, but um, that was probably the only thing that got me through it because I don't want to say my mom was totally absent. She was there. If I needed her, I could call her, but I didn't want to because I was like, I'm supposed to... Because you were pissed. Yeah, I was pissed, and I'm supposed to be an adult. Like, obviously, you think I can handle this. Let me show you I can handle it. Couldn't handle it. Tried my best. Um, Made it through. Eventually, you know... We got our own, like, an apartment together. Yeah. Oh, and that apartment. So many it fucking was memories. So cute. <laughs> but up until then, you know, that was the house I grew up in. And suddenly everyone I grew up with wasn't there anymore. And I was like, what did I do that everyone? You felt like it was you. Yes. And I was like, obviously, I'm the demeanor here. I'm the. You're the common denominator. Yeah. That. Thank you. That's what I was going <laughs> <Brian>. for. <laughs> that's the word I was going for. But, like, obviously for them to all leave me here, that's, I did something. You know, I'm not good enough. I didn't do it because my sister moved in with my dad. So I was like, well, where do I go? You know, who wants yeah, me? Yeah. So through my life. that God, was, who wants me? Fuck. I, uh, I've already hashed this out with my mom. I actually only hashed this out with my mom in like January. And that, let me just pause right there, is fucking strong because I still have shit. And I don't even know. My, my mom found my podcast Instagram the other day. And I don't even know if she's listening. If you are, I love you. Hi. But there are some shit. There's some shit that I feel like I need to say that I just don't know if I'm strong enough to say it because also you have to understand that the party receiving that information may not be where you are. So the bravery to say, fuck it. If she is, or if she isn't, I've got to figure this out. Like very proud of you. Thank you. Um, very hard for that whole 10 years that I held onto this shit. Uh, she had no clue that I felt any of this. I was just distanced i had stopped talking to her because i felt that she chose her boyfriend over me and then she probably thought that you just stopped talking to her because of that but basically stopped talking to her because of that issue with james so you coming to her she probably wasn't blindsided but she probably was like aha you know like that's why and then you were able to you know was that easy i guess was that an easy transition did that well i kind (laughs) of well i went to her job and i was like Oh, because my nephew. Wait a second. You went to her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this bitch said we're doing it now. I was either there or where he was. And I was not about to do it because I'll tell him to his face like, yo, fucking hate you, man. Like, I don't hate him, but eh, well, a little bit. Okay. Anyway. No holds barred. No holds barred. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you ever do go to him, I'm coming with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it won't be a very hard fight, but um, <laughs> he, that was mean, but he, uh, it's okay. It's okay. She was. I was going into there under the pretense because my nephew is starting to have the same symptoms I had as a kid of OCD. And I was like, I'd love to tell you more about what it was like for me growing up and give you some pointers on how to like handle his stuff better. Cause she didn't know when I was a kid, your mom or your sister, any of them, nobody knew until I was an adult that they were like, yo, you've been like raw dog in this OCD your whole life. Do you want some help? So anyway, that's a good episode for later. Okay. (laughs) I went there under that pretense and I was like, can we talk about something? And I just started bawling. And she was like, oh, my God, what? Well, I feel like you have to catch those moments because if you don't, you're never going to get it back. Exactly. And she told me, she was like, I knew there was something and it had to do with him. I didn't know to this extent. I had no idea that you thought I left you, that, right. you know, I thought you thought I didn't love you or that you did something. And I was like, I know you didn't. And I had never had a good time to tell you, yeah. you know. And I'm sure that that probably helped speed, not speed up, but helped the healing process of her saying, I had no idea. Cause now it's not, not that you ever thought, but I feel like there was a little bit of a feeling of this is vindictive. Cause like you said, like, what about me? What, what, why do people are doing this to me? And it's like, 
I had no idea I was doing that to you. Right. And she didn't. She, you know, she was there for all of the big milestones of my life, but it was with keys in hand, phone in hand in case he called. I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like there's no unconditional. I'm here for you and you alone. And she didn't realize that she was doing that because he's, he has his own issues. I'm not going to air it all out here, but he is a bit of a man child and she was worried aren't they all a little bit (laughs) she felt that something was going to happen she would have to go immediately and she probably felt she was needed in multiple places and was spread too thin and yeah absolutely and that was true and i tried growing up to justify it and say she's going through her own shit she didn't expect this divorce like my dad cheated on my mom so it wasn't like a mutual split she was oh yeah she was ready to forgive him and stay and he was like i can't forgive myself and i can't stay with you in good what's done is done yeah it's hard i mean it yeah yeah so i was trying to say okay she's going through a lot she just had her life ripped out from under her i'm not a priority which sucks but it is what it is time to move on right and there it's really hard to move on from that because your whole life you're thinking does no one want me? Does like if she didn't want me, my own mother who birthed me, right. who does? Who's going to? Yeah. Well, then that sets the tone again for your inner voice. You're going forward. You have that with everyone, everything. And then it's like, I'm not worthy enough to even try this hobby that I love because I'm going to suck at it, which I feel like now I'm just having this light bulb moment with you too, because you are, we're very much the similar on this, but we're very much like, for example, I picked up crocheting. I'm not an immediate master. Fuck this art. I'm not doing it ever again. Yeah. We have no willpower to do patience, practice, nothing. I have to be immediately amazing at it or I suck. I'm an abomination. Slip my throat. Throw me in a ditch. <laughs> yes. If I'm good at it, hell yeah. I'm giving all of my energy to oh, it. Yeah. And, I'm and then it's going to die in a corner with the rest of my crap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But when I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah. You'll be different when I'm ready. But that, I'm in control. It kind of set the tone for all my friendships because whenever I started getting overwhelmed, instead of saying, I need your help to get through this because I'm scared you're going to leave me if I do that, I'm cutting it off first. Because me, I do it. Yeah. I'm here. I'm the only one that's going to protect me. I'm the only one that's going to be here for me. Exactly. And if you see that I'm so easily overwhelmed, you're not going to want to deal with that anymore. Again, deciding someone's mind for you. Exactly. Yeah. And it's that's another way therapy helped because she said, how many times has somebody actually said that to you? Mm. Never. No one's ever said that to me. And she's like, okay, then why do you think it's true? I remember you saying that too, because you said something about like, and it, this was more so pertained to like body image, I think, but you were like, I put on a pair of pants and I'm like, I'm, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I don't look good in this. And she's like, did anyone ever actually tell you that? Or is that coming from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much now that she said that, I've realized I do that so much. Mm-hmm. Like I'll make something, like you said, crochet. And I'm like, this looks like shit. Nobody's going to like it. But in reality, it's amazing. Yes. Except for the 15 mile long arm length that you made me <laughs> She made me a, we were going, I mean, let me tell y'all, first of all, whenever we got into this Montana trip, we were like, eat, sleep, breathe, talk about nothing, think about nothing in Montana. We went into full blown like preparation mode because again, everything has to be perfect. And she was like, I'm going to make us cardigans, which she has made herself sweaters. I mean, this woman is a yarn master. However, (laughs) just not the yarn in my brain. (laughs) I got, that was a good one. I got my 
cardigan back. <laughs> I was like, listen, you can throw it in the trash. I'm not going to be hurt. <laughs> it has character. <laughs> I put it on and the way the, the arms slinkied down to the floor. <laughs> the body fit perfect. The, the body was great. And it was actually so Went cozy. <laughs> <laughs> I had lasso arms. Like I could wrap the, it was a, it was a scarf and a cardigan. There it was a scardigan. Scardigan. I love that. <laughs> it's good. You can make, sell them. It's hugs. a sneed. Sneed. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, continue. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know where we were. <laughs> but basically how your your mom, you you were having, go back into like your mom and y'all's recollection and how that happened and what all, you don't have to go into what all was said, of course, it's nobody's business. But like, how did that help you and how did it feel after, when, once you got it off your chest? I'm not going to lie, right after, like she received it really well and she apologized genuinely. She was crying with me. She was like, I had no idea. And she was like, I, I can't take it back. Obviously, as bad as I wish I could, I can't. But she loves you. She wants to move forward. Yes. And she, she said, from here on out, I'm giving you what I didn't give you your entire life. Well, <laughs> <laughs> young adult. Young adult, yeah. Basically. And I was like, I appreciate that. But kind of a, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, she's yeah. still with him and he's still very much the same and not that I don't believe she wants to but that's a hard habit to kick and it really well and she loves him I yeah. mean and I'm the type of person too shit I've done it god time and time again I'm probably but you give everything you absolutely can until you cannot give anymore and I've done this with past lovers as well I do not break up with you until because when I break up with you I've been done for six months bud Right. You know, like, yeah, I, I'm, I've been done. I I broke up with you mentally about a year ago and I just now got to the car. So then like whenever you break up with them, they're like, oh, wait, I'll change. Watch me. I can do better. Eh, you're late. dude. Yeah, you're I gave late. you a whole year. <laughs> I didn't yeah. tell you I gave you a whole year, but I did. <laughs> you were supposed to read my mind. Exactly. And that's probably where we could do better. People like us. But it's also ties into our own hurt people, hurt people, our own insecurity issues of. And I really don't even know where I was going with this because the fucking dickhead in the motorcycle just decided to rev up his fucking engine. Like, you're cool. Sorry about your dick, bro. But anyway, it goes into your own insecurities of like, I, I'm going to make myself good enough for this person. I am going to make it to where he can't help but appreciate me and love me. I'm, you know, you're trying to prove yourself to somebody and it's like, stand up for yourself and say, I'm worth more. And fucking go get it and don't settle for anything less than what you're worth for. And to me, I've always felt like that's selfish. That's a self-centered way of thinking like, oh, you're only thinking about your worth. Like, come on, get real. Don't think so highly of yourself. There's a there's a fine line, I feel like, of feeling worthy of your feeling your self-worth and feeling like like a, a prick of like a conceited. You, you know what I'm trying to that say? That kind of ties into what we talked about earlier. Like be who you are, but don't be a dick to other people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you well, and think, notice, yeah. you can think that you are the shit and you are the best person that you can be without, hey, have I told you today how fucking awesome I am? Like, exactly. Uh, like, God, I know so many people like that that are like, oh, but me, I'm the best. Or like, when me and Brittany were kind of talking about this. I feel like all my episodes are just like one long link hey, and they kind of tie in together. But we were talking about how like, People will say, come in and be like, I'm the best there is, you know, whatever. And, or no, that wasn't it. We, oh, we were talking about like, if I'm giving you a situation and someone's like, oh my God, me too. And it's like, sometimes you're just trying to show people that you understand and that you relate. Right. But sometimes there's people that are like, oh, well, did I tell you about the time that I too did, you know, I whatever, whatever. <laughs> I lost something once. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, it's not 
This is not about you. It's you know, not it's a competition. Not. It's not. Me telling you about my problems, like venting to you or telling you about a situation I went through is not your chance to be like, I did that too. And and I feel like that's what we were before we had our falling out. Yes. It, there was no healthy. Now there is. There, oh, 100%. We didn't know how to be like, I'm not making this about me. I'm telling you my situation to see if you can relate to that and take anything yeah. from it. If or not, just like, too, we, we're really good to it. Um do you need me to help you or do yes. you need me to listen? Because there's a completely, there's a big difference. Yeah. Sometimes I just need a bitch. I need to get it off my chest and I'll send you a book. And I'm like, you don't even have to read it. I just <laughs> needed to type it out and send it to somebody. And I'm Gucci. I needed to figure out how I felt about it. Because yeah. And because sometimes talking about it, speaking it out loud, writing it down and burning the piece of paper, whatever you got to do, getting it out will help you have an aha moment for yourself and you really didn't need anybody else that's another thing that happens in therapy you say things you're like i didn't where even, the fuck did that come from i didn't even mean for that to come out of my mouth i don't didn't <laughs> know it lived in my brain and they're like yep there it is yeah and you're like thank you for that because mm -hmm. now you you feel so much lighter and again like i said we're really good at that for for each other but there are some times that you can I feel like that's so important in relationships because like going back to what i said about your mom receiving you have to think of Yes, it would help me to say, you know, all this, but sometimes it could make it worse because the person receiving the information may not be hearing it the way you're trying to say it. Okay, well, I didn't fucking do that to you. Yes. I, I, don't, I never said that. I never oh, my God. And I feel like I have so many people in my life that I could film them slapping me in the face and showing it back to them and they'd be like that wasn't me you can't i never did my hand i didn't do that yeah, i didn't I do that there. yeah or or well you made me or well you did that and that's such a narcissistic bullshit excuse do not give me that and i feel like i'm in the point of my life too of saying like and i hate that i came to it so late in my life but i'm at the point of saying like no fuck that i'm not here to this is not about me don't turn this around on me i'm telling you how i feel about this situation this is this is a part where i am going to be selfish i am going to tell myself this is what fucking hurt me and i'm not here it wasn't a question mm -hmm. it's not open for debate it's not open-ended bottom line this shit fucking hurt don't fucking do it again yeah i mean and this is what you did please change it yeah. Or and don't just don't do it around me like the Kardashian skit where she's like, I understand. So I just won't make those jokes with you. you know? yes. Like, I feel like that's and fair. What sucks about those type of people, they'll bring it back and be like, oh, well, I can't talk about that. Throw it in you. your face. Yeah. <sighs> like, well, that hurts you. So I can't talk about it. Okay, then I'm just not going to talk to you at all. Yes. Because if you can't respect my boundaries, we're done. Well, and that's something, too, that, again, this is, if my mom's listening to this, I'm really sorry you had to hear this way, but I'm not, again, no holds barred. I feel like there are, she has, like, a belt of sorts, and not just her, multiple people, and, again, it probably set the tone for my life, so I always have my dukes up. I'm always like, mm -hmm. someone's too close, I'm in a corner, I'm fucking hurting you before you hurt me, but it's like... I, I need to get away from that because not everybody's out to get me. I feel like everyone wakes up saying, how can I fuck Alexa today? Yeah. <laughs> and that seems like a great day. Yeah, yeah. especially working in insurance, man. People will call me and be like, you made my bill go up. I'm like, I didn't do shit, Mary Beth. You fucking <laughs> got in an accident four times in one month, you fucking cunt. But <laughs> maybe go take another driving test. Yes, you know? Jesus. But. There, I feel like she has a belt of like everything that I've ever confided in her about my weight, my lack of friends, the fact that I can't communicate well, the fact that I'm a fucking nutcase, I'm weird. She would throw it in my face in the next argument. And I was like, 
okay, well, now I'm not going to talk about that with you. And then when it comes to the, but I'm, I'm your mom, you can tell me anything. Can I? So you can use it against me later? No. Yeah, I I learned from my mistake. I'm not going to do that. And I feel like, again, if I was to go to someone that actually hurt me, I have someone in my life right now, and you know who it is, Mm -hmm. that if I was to say, this is happening, they would say, well, that's just how you feel about that. You're right. That is how I feel that's about that. That's why I'm that, telling that's you. That's why I'm fucking saying it. And I cannot stand when people are like, well, just don't feel that way. Well, that's just how you Have took you it. Have you tried not doing that? Oh, you know what? I'm cured. Oh, my God. All my mental issues are gone. I mean, Thank you. Fuck me. You should get a therapy All that license. therapy I just paid for. Oh, my God. A waste of time. Come to you first. <laughs> waste, waste of fucking time. And, oh, do not get me fucking started. <laughs> Ah, that's the name of this fucking podcast because that shit irks the fucking piss out of me when people try to tell you how you should feel about the situation that they fucking put you in. <laughs> like, it gets so mad. Mm, like, well, you just feel that way because, no, I feel this way because but you of my did something. Right. Well, and you're in not, don't dis- dismissal, dismissal of feelings, dismissal of, and everyone that I talk to, I feel like they're like, well, where's the fact? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You're very logical. I need that. However, this is not a place for logic. This is a place for feeling. Right. And I, emotions are fucking real. They are. And people like to bury them deep down inside. And it's like, that. that's not me. If I you lived your whole life off of logic. No one would have anyone because it isn't logical to want to be around other people. It's not. That are different from you and have different ideas and feelings. Like- on paper, where does that sound good? Nowhere. With feelings, it helps you broaden your horizons. Yeah, and I mean, in a courtroom, sure, don't yeah. argue with fucking feelings. <laughs> like, the, you know, presidential election probably shouldn't be like, well, I like this one best. No, we're, that's obviously, there's a time and place. However, I've got love languages, fucking personality. Every, it's so internal and it's so real. And honestly, it is scientific because you look at brain waves and just shit that they... It's fucking real. And people that like Ricky Bobby, yep, bury it down and never bring it up again. (laughs) I can't, I just can't live my life like that. But again, backtracking, I feel like too, and I wrote something down in my notes of uh, how taking constructive criticism from those you love is so important. So that ties into, that's just who I am. No, if you have someone that loves you enough to come to you and say, hey, this is not how you should be acting. Or, hey, yes, and again, who, how someone's going to receive it is very important. If someone takes tough love well, then and that's what they need, give them tough love. You, they got it. If someone needs you to ta-ta them and come up, to, then do that. Whatever's going to, everyone's fucking different. Right. And I feel like if you, and you've come to me several times where you're like, are you sure that's the best course of action? Because that's how you get to me. I don't need you to say, uh, don't do that. That's not what how you do that. I'm going to be like, fuck you, watch me do it that way. Yeah, you know? uh, now I'm going to do you it that way. Just I'm going to do it like that 10 times harder, bitch. Yeah. But you need, I have learned that just in you coming back into my life as healed as you are, because hurt people hurt people, but heal pe- healed people heal people. And Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Copyright. Don't steal it. No, I'm just kidding. It's probably already t-shirt. out there. <laughs> you hear that, Brittany? <laughs> Dewey, Texas. But anyway, I, I feel like growing and you coming back and, and showing me just everything that we've already healed through is 
I can now take constructive criticism a little better from from you because you you know me and you know how to give it to me and I I accept it and I feel like that's so important with your friends and it's there's a very fine line and a way to do that that and my words again are I'm not very good at words <laughs> and I opened a podcast but I feel like just I mean help me out here you know you know what I'm trying to say like you need to receive your friends feedback it's very important to take that internalize it and fix it just because you can stay true to who you are but still grow and be a better person yeah it's like you said you have your dukes up all the time because how can i wake up and fuck alexa today you know i'm not one of those people but we've been you coming from a place of love yes we've been friends for 10 plus years you know some people don't have the best intentions when they come to you with advice but knowing the people who do have good intentions is important and hearing what they have to say even if you don't receive it well in the moment reflect on it think yeah and if it makes sense later be like hey thank you well and if you come to me in a weird way or you say something you give me um you know like about my podcast if you're like hey maybe try this next time and I don't like the way you came off about it I feel like we're good too at saying like hey I don't like the way you said that or like did you mean it this way or did I just take it the wrong way and then you yourself can be like okay I know not to talk to her like that so next time maybe change the course and regardless of who I'm talking to another thing I have learned to do is explain my intentions before I say what I'm gonna say say I'm saying this in a prefacing it with yes I'm coming from a place of I want to help you and if it is unsolicited advice please tell me you know and just over communicate with people almost because you even if you say one thing they're going to take it however they interpret it so if you over communicate all they can say is you gave me too much explanation on why you said that okay great at least you know exactly where i'm coming from and there's nothing in the dark and say what you mean be direct god say what you fucking mean i cannot read your mind right don't like if i did say something about your podcast like well that episode was dot 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 good what does that mean you know, like, okay, there's obviously some connotation in there about the dot, dot, dot. And that dot, dot, dot in our generation could mean like endless things. So now all you've done is planted anxiety. And now I'm go, I'm creating again, your mind for you. And I'm like, this is what she meant. No, that's not what I meant. You know, you got to be clear and communication is fucking key with everything. And just going back to the, the mommy issues, the abandonment issues, I, and something that I'm, I really want to get into on another episode, but I feel like too, and this is a complete 180, but I feel like it is so important for divorced parents. Do not talk shit on the other parent in front of the fucking kid. That completely uh, shapes your inner voice for one, like we've been saying. It will shape their relationship and it will show you how a relationship is supposed to be. That's so fucking toxic. I grew up with my mom hating my dad. My dad hating my mom. My stepdad, anytime that we would talk about my dad, he'd be like, "Uh uh-uh. No, we're not talking about him. We're not talking about your dad. He would, my stepdad would cut it off. My stepmom would chime in. And I'm like, you don't fucking know my mom. You have no reason. Even though I'm pissed off at my mom and I probably hate her right now, you have no fucking right to chime in on this shit. And now I feel like it's okay to talk shit about your significant other when he's pissing you off. And that's not okay. That is a very hard, hard, deep rooted personality trait that I'm trying to fix. And just like on the way here, I was talking about something that Kyle did that kind of ir- irked me from something that we were talking about you and Logan. And and I'm like, I'm sorry, I keep, I feel like I'm being negative. And you're like, no, you're just expressing emotion. But to me, I feel like I'm trying to backtrack my whole fucking personality to say, it's not good to talk about your significant other, especially divorced parents, because then you grow up 
feeling like you because p- kids do they take a side they're either mommy's girls daddy's girls daddy's boys whatever and if you love your dad more or you love your mom more it just happens but then you're like my dad hates my mom i should too yeah. then you hate your mom for no fucking reason yeah and you grow up and you're like oh that's not who they are at that's all. not who they are that's exactly what happened i mean yeah. and again they can change they're people my dad has oh my God, the amount of chill that man has come across in his later years. And he has even told me before, like, he'll randomly pay for something that he didn't need to pay for. Or he'll randomly, like, like just on the way here earlier, he was like, do y'all want to have Sunday dinner? We don't do that. We don't do Sunday dinners. Like, we, we do now. But he'll tell me, like, in those little soft, gooey moments that he has emotions, he'll be like, I'm just trying to make up for lost years. I'm trying to make up for lost time. Or I'm trying to whatever. And I feel like in a way... That's what my mom is doing too, but I am not, I'm barely getting there, if that makes sense. I feel like your dad may be more healed from it than your mom. Your mom may still be very hurt about it and she Well, and my mom is a hurt person because her mother, oh my God, mommy dearest, don't know if anyone's ever hurt, but it, it was just, it was bad and it just trickled on down, you know freaking generational curse and then Kyle doesn't understand because his mother was an angel on this fucking earth that was took way too soon and he just thinks that all families should be lovey-dovey and awesome to each other and that's just not the way it is and unfortunately it it's so 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 common in that like 80s 90s where everyone was just kind of hooking up having babies breaking up hooking up having babies breaking up and then everyone's like what about me? Because now my mom has her kids with my stepdad. My dad has her his kids with his wife. Where the fuck do I play in? And they're good at including me. I'm not going to lie. But there are times where I'm like, do I even exist? Am I a an obligation? Like, And like you said, too, earlier, when people pick up on things outside, it almost solidifies that you're not crazy. Other people are seeing it. It just, I don't know, something about that. It just, Yeah. I was pretty lucky in the way that my parents still get along. Like, they still both come to all the things. They get along. They talk. My step-parents, like my real parents, all that. But my dad does have his children with her. They don't have children together, but her children are like... like yours, mine, and ours type Yeah. Thing. Her children became his children. And because I, quote-unquote, had it all together so young, they got all the attention and all the priority. And it wasn't ever, hey, does Hannah need something? Yeah. And I wasn't about to say, like, hey, I'm drowning. I need help. Well, because that also takes vulnerability. And yeah. you were already so hurt and so closed off that you're like, uh-uh, not touching me again. Yeah, absolutely. But I do see a lot of divorced families being that way, where the children that were in the situation mm-hmm. get left behind emotionally. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, the damage is done. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. Well, in my parents, too, I said a couple of episodes back that they – are so intense in their emotions. I mean, at a 10 all the time. And when they feel that strongly to like, I remember distinctly telling my mom one time that I wanted to live with my dad and holy shit, I should not have said that because she was just go pack, pack right now and go do. And she's probably going to say, I never did that, but you did. And obviously you did because I'm still hurt by it. I'm still remembering it. I still know what happened. We had fights. Oh my God. She would ground me take my makeup away take everything away just it was just random shit I wasn't a good kid I I was a great kid but I wasn't like a a holy terror and I also did some shit that needed reprimanding I just feel like a way there's a way to go about everything and it all everything like we've said in this episode just alone has taken back it's all connected it's all weaved in together it's all connected to 
how do I feel about that? And like you said before we started, how can I reflect? I am in this situation again. And how can I, I am fucking this up. But basically like I'm in a situation again where I feel hurt, but it's familiar to me. So let me backtrack before I make any kind of action and think of how I can do this better to avoid the turmoil that has happened in the past. Yeah. And it, it kind of makes you terrified to have kids of your own because you're like, I want to do so much better, but I'm not there yet. Oh God, know, I'm not ready at all. I don't all. know how to do better because I haven't healed from it yet. Yeah. And you know, your parents who did so much wrong by you were like, have babies. And you're like, oh my God. They're like, when am I going to be a grandparent? Whenever I can fix what you fucked up, I will have kids. Yeah. When I can break this mold of bad parenting, then yeah. And again, they, they're people, they grow, they were doing the best with what they could. Yeah. I mean, and they, they were, were surviving as well. Yeah. And they were fucking young when they had me like in their teens. I think yeah. my dad was like 20, but still me at 20. Holy fuck me at 28. I could never, <laughs> I couldn't do it now. No, I can barely take care of my fucking dog. Like it's just, it, I can barely take care of myself, but the awareness and the maturity to say that I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That, in itself is hard because before I met Kyle, I was like, babies, marriage, I want to be a mom. Before you know what it actually entails and how long what you do takes effect. On well, because you're so life. conditioned to graduate high school, go to college, get married, have babies or whatever. And now I feel like it's more relaxed. Like my sisters growing up are in a completely different environment than I was. And it is completely, and I'm so happy for them because it is a lot less toxic. But the toxicity that I still have in myself keeps saying, in, for lack of a better word, almost like jealousy. Why didn't I get that? Yeah. Where's my turn? Where, what the, how are you getting that? Well, they can do this because they got this. Well, they are actually doing this because, and it's so easy to say that they didn't, I, I didn't have the same opportunities, but I have a family member actually who was terrible in and out of jail, alcoholic, couldn't even drive, um, DWIs at the ass, had two kids. One went off to be a doctor, married, beautiful kids, fucking successful, had the time of his life. One is a drug head. One is a shithole, cheated on her husband, had a kid, tons of shit went, hit the fan. And it's like, you had the same life, but the choices were different. And that is so important. And just going through that. It is about your upbringing, but it doesn't make you who you are. You yes, you make you who you are. Yeah. You have the choice to say, I'm going to stop and I'm going to choose to be better than they were and help, let it help me instead of hurt me. Even though it may still hurt, let it help me instead of deter me from doing better. Yeah, muscle is made by picking up heavy things repeatedly, and that shit is fucking heavy, and you get stronger. But you have to make yourself. It takes discipline. It fucking hurts while you're doing it, but you still do it. But then at the end, it's fucking amazing, and it's, it's so rewarding. And then it gets it gets easier, just like with squatting. I start out with 25 pounds, then I go up to 50, 40, whatever you build. And then it gets easier. Then the next time you don't start with 25, you start with 30. It just gets easier. And it just, like I said, again, it takes so much awareness. And I feel like that. And I told Hannah earlier today, I was like, I am in my fucking era. I'm in fuck it. It's me, bitch. I'm doing what I want. If I want my nose pierced, I'm not asking permission for shit. And Kyle's probably listening to this going, I know that's about me because I told him I wanted my nose pierced. And he was like, absolutely fucking not. But I just, I'm in my fucking era, man. I, fuck it. I am not going to sit here and hold on to some pointy rope that is family, that is childhood trauma, that is ex-relationships, whatever it may be. I'm not going to hold on to that shit because I'm drinking poison hoping you will die. Step off those thorns one by one yes. and go on with your life. And, and do something about it, man. Just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and move forward because we're all out here doing the best we fucking can. Having empathy for them 
and saying, you know what, I forgive you. And that's another thing that probably makes it contradictory, but it's so true that you don't always have to rekindle like we did. Mm -hmm. If someone is completely just toxic, doesn't change that behavior, you don't have to continue. Right. Absolutely. And you can tell them, look, this is my boundary. You are very bad for my mindset. You, The way you live is not in line with the way I need to live. Have boundaries. That right. is so, so fucking hard. So incredibly hard to set a boundary with someone just as it is hard to apologize to someone because you almost feel like in I'm like this. I have a lot of friends that are like this very much people pleaser attitude where it's like, I can't set a boundary because I feel like I'm being a cunt. Do you? Have, yes, you know, like, absolutely. And that's where a lot of people are like, well, they're family. And no, family. No, blood does not mean you're family. Absolutely not. I, I'm sorry if you're listening, but I have a sister that I hardly talk to because we've had, we are so different. And I'm a very, I have a problem. I'm going to fix it no matter what it takes to fix it. And she's very, I have a problem. I'm going to wallow in it until it kills me. And I can't vibe with that because it'll bring you down. Yeah. Because I, while I am a, if you need to vent, just vent, but there's, there is never a, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to do something about it. And I I can't wallow with you. I'm sorry. I have shit. And that's what she wants. That's what she wants you to do. Yeah. She wants to wallow and she wants to bring you into her wallowing. And it's not. No, you have to have that boundary of saying like, I cannot let you do this to me again. I am already up here and I am healing. and I'm at the top of this mountain. If you want to be up here with me, I will help you. But help me help you. I can lead a horse to water. I cannot make a drink. I cannot decide for you. Absolutely. And that was the majority of our conversations whenever I was trying to make it work and trying to, I'm here for you. Let me help you. It wasn't a, let me solve your problems. Let me do everything for you. It was a, let me show you what is going on in your life from an outside perspective so that you can see, oh, wow. Okay. I'm better than this. Right. She didn't want to hear it. And I feel like that's what kind of caused our falling out too because I was again very much like that very much sucked onto you like help me help me help me help me help me and really I just wanted to vent but you were like fuck I you're I'm already down and you're bringing me down I can't even hold my own emotions how can I hold your emotions and in a way you helped me say like some things I can bring to you and some things before I bring it to you figure it the fuck out because not everything even though you are my person not everything needs to be dumped onto somebody else it's your own fucking shit Take care of your own fucking shit and take accountability for it. God damn it. I'm getting pissed off. But it's like, I cannot stand whenever I bring something to somebody and they're like, again, I never did that. They, yes, the fuck you did. Just accept it and move on. I don't even need an apology. I just need you to say, I did that. I hurt you. Cool. Let's go on. Let's move on. And even if you don't have to accept it, just fucking own it. Yeah. Had we had this, that situation happen now where I am in my life now, it would have been easier to put my wall up for the energy that you were bringing. Say, take a step back. Let's talk this through and see if we can't come to a solution. Versus like, uh-uh, you got to go cut out. Right. Yeah. Versus black and white. If it's not the vibe, you got to go. Then I know that's contradictory to what I just said to my, about my sister. But <laughs> but you've tried, though, with your yeah. sister, I feel like. And it's the same. It's the same. Again, you love her from a distance. You can't help. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. I can't decide for you. Hello, yee-yee truck. <laughs> Fuck me. If yeah. you can't park your yee-yee truck, don't drive your yee-yee truck. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I hope that you um, held everything, heard us, and listened to us, bitch. Maybe you were bitching with us in the car and in your earpods. Whatever you got to do. We're fucking weird. Um, but I absolutely love you. I adore you. I'm happy we're here where we're at. Fuck everybody else. Look outside looking in. Do not judge a book by its cover. You know, don't. Right. 
everything's different. Everybody's different. We're all on a walks of life. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Now the, oh, and they're old. This they old couple it. is jamming in a black Ford Explorer. All right, y'all. We're going to go have fun people watching. Um, I hope you guys took something from this. If you didn't, I hope you laughed. If you didn't, I hope you were cussing me out. At least you were thinking of me, baby. Um, yeah, we're all out here doing the best we can, and we are vibing with it all. We hope that this brought some healing. Um, heal yourself. Don't bleed onto other people. At least have some self-awareness, and forgiveness is not for you. It's for the other person, if you took anything away today at all. But thank you again for listening. I will be back next Sunday, and have a good weekend.